Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another time conversation of So Poor. I'm your host, Jet, 80s baby, 90s kid, note the distinction, millennial, and overall TV enthusiast. I am reliving or actually experiencing in real time the soapiest, sudsiest primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Apparently, obviously, it's not in real time, but I am. This is a very special episode. This is the 50th episode. I cannot even believe we're past the 50th. We're actually, this is probably like 53 technically. But once I realized that I'd hit that milestone, I really wanted to reach out to you guys and thank you so much for your support. No matter how small the crowd is, I love you. I love this. This has been such a fun journey. And I thought I'd give you guys some good, some life advice because you asked for it. You didn't, but I'm here to give it to you. Per usual, I have an ice cold beverage and I'm going to chug that because it's summer at the time of this recording. Listen whenever you want, obviously. I also have to note that I know that today is technically dynasty day, but I think next week I'm just going to kind of double up on dynasty so that we can get on the same level as we are with Dallas and with Falcon Crest, I believe we're on episode maybe 13 of Dallas and 15 of Falcon Crest, and we're only on episode six of Dynasty. I wouldn't even compare the storylines because they've been so dope, but that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today. What this experience has felt like so far and what it feels like to be a newer podcaster. And for for the rest of you guys experiencing a heat wave for the first time, I have some sound advice. I think I'll lead with that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Soap Lore. Okay, first things first, how are we going to survive this heat? The obvious answer is through hydration, which means if you don't drink water regularly, start. Start. It isn't, I'm going to be honest with you, you're not going to feel instantly cooler, but there is something satisfying about walking around with a cold beverage when it's over a hundred degrees. Do that. Stay away from cream, stay away from dairy and cheese because it is going to make you feel a little heavier and there's nothing I'm telling you heat and that, that sluggish feeling that you get anyway, when you're overly stuffed, it, they don't mix, they don't mix at all. Switch it up a little bit. Try eating fruit instead of your normal lunch. If it's hard for you, get over it. It's hot. Do you want to pass out? Do you want to vomit your lunch? I'm speaking specifically. I'm not talking to my friends in the Southwest. I'm not talking to my friends in the South. I'm not talking to my friends south of the equator because we already know there's just certain sacrifices you have to make when it's super hot if you want to be mildly comfortable. And I'm, I'm, I, I can't emphasize the word mildly enough. Give up the heavy foods, go for the fruits, go for the fruit juices, drink your water and don't guzzle it. If you drink a gallon, you down it in five or six minutes, you're just going to be uncomfortable and it's going to go straight through you. Sip it, carry it around with you. If you have a tumbler, that's like your best option. I would say add ice to that and carry it everywhere with you. I grew up in Texas, so it's not uncommon for people to have an ice cooler in their car. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Keep a cooler in your car. Put a little ice in the bottle. Make sure it's not leaking. If you must, like put it in a laundry basket or something to catch the the, the sweat from it. And keep a few bottles of water in there. 
You will thank me later, I promise. Also, it's always important to keep your home clean, but kind of lying on the floor. When the heat gets high, you need to get low. The lower you are, the cooler you're going to feel. Lay on the floor. It helps. I just keep, and I'm specifically thinking of people who've never, ever experienced a heat wave. I heard on the radio last week in England in particular that only 1% of you guys have air conditioning. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Like it's in Texas, it's very normal. Growing up in Texas, it's very normal to have, it could be 80 degrees still in October and we don't even bat an eye. That's cooler. You know what I mean? It may be a little chillier at night, but I just started thinking about people who've never experienced over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit and my heart breaks for you guys. So just, I mean, take a break when you need to. Don't be proud. Open windows. You know, if, if you can get to the water, get to the water as quickly as possible. If you must cook, cook in the earlier parts of the day. The last thing you want to do is turn on a hot oven. I, I wouldn't even say past 3 p.m. I think you're begging for it. You eat it. Ugh. Ugh. But don't worry, guys. We'll get through this. Per usual, I just thought I'd share a couple of tidbits. I'm trying to think of some other hacks. My dad was notorious or is still notorious. He would always say it's too hot to eat in the summer. So, of course, that's where I got the fruit thing. We just eat lighter there, eat sandwiches, eat cold foods. You can also, you need to remove the comforter. If you have a comforter on your bed, just sleep with a sheet and a fan on you, obviously. Get yourself a dollar spray bottle. Put a little ice in it and mist yourself liberally. I'm trying to think what else. They sell these these towels. I see these all the time where it, it feels feels like a microcloth fiber. And what you do is you wet it, you wring it out, and then you snap it twice and then you wrap it around your neck. Do it. Do what you have to do. The last thing you want to do is have a heat weeple. Now I've used that word for many years. A lot of people don't know what a Weeble is. If you are an 80s baby, 90s kid, Gen X, I fully expect you to know what I'm talking about. Weebles were these little round toys we used to play with in kindergarten that they did kind of wobble to and fro, almost like one of those punching bags. Have you ever seen a punching bag where you blow up? It's like an inflatable one. And there's some sort of balls or something at the bottom to keep it from tipping over fully. Okay, a Weeble is when... You are hot, a heat weeble specifically. You get hot and you lose your mind. You turn into those divas on the Snicker commercial and it's like a weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's a, <laughs> the heat will do that to you. The heat will have you hallucinating. It'll have you thinking about people who wronged you 20 years ago. We don't need that. Those those are not fun to wake up from. It's 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 like you're hung over without having any alcohol. It's not a good state to be in. Do your best, y'all. Stay hydrated, get some shade, and most importantly, keep your drama on TV. Because the last thing you need in triple digit heat is drama. Speaking of which, let's get into this episode. So I just did the math and it looks like I've watched about 40 episodes of Vintage Primetime Storylines. And the experience has been very good overall. It has been very eye-opening for me to see what was pop culture during this time period because 
it's so much more advanced than I thought it was. The topics they're talking about, I mean, there's a, I mean, they're talking about mental health. They've talked about abortions. There's a gay man on the show. There are, um, okay. I guess those are the most controversial things that we've stumbled on so far, but a lot of the old tropes that unfortunately haven't disappeared today are still there. The husband who's not really into his wife, she's a beauty queen. She's this, that, and the third women thinking that they are pigeonholed into this certain role. Women wanting to break free from said pigeonhole, um, mother's guilt for not raising their kids. It's very, very interesting. I did not expect it to be so heavy. And I've had to question why I thought that. I really do think it was because when I think of a time before I was born, I assume that everyone was super, super innocent based on the television that I saw, which was, of course, you know, the Leave it to Beavers, the Brady Bunch, the kind of G-rated stuff. It never occurred to me that I only saw that because I was a child. I obviously wasn't allowed to watch the other things, but it gives me kind of a broader sense. I feel like I know the people in my life a little bit better because of this. I really do. I can remember teachers who, you know, went through divorce and they were so like, they felt ashamed. These were women, obviously. They felt ashamed about that. It's almost as if they felt like they failed everything. And I mean, now it's so normal for people to be divorced, but I mean, I just can't even imagine what it felt like to walk around with that sort of burden to be, to know that you are openly judged and that you have failed as a woman. I'm really surprised to see that that was so prevalent in the eighties. And I'm not just basing this on soap operas. Obviously I have decided to kind of span, to expand my repertoire a little bit. I'm reading older magazines. I'm watching documentaries and it is, it's the same tone. I'm so shocked that we haven't really progressed much further than that. But With all of that being said, I say this all the time, life often imitates art and art definitely imitates life. So it has been very fun to watch this, knowing that this is a scripted story. Someone sat down, someone with an imagination sat down and they wrote these storylines and the world responded well to this. It's fun. I don't really feel like we celebrate that anymore. Not in 2022, because I can only speak from my own point of view and I can speak from the point of view of a millennial, someone who, if you think about it, has the world as we know it has been, it has been in rapid succession. Everything, everything new has come to us so quickly that you forget that there was a way to do it before this. I'm not saying that our parents' advice is null and void. But we're probably one of the first generations who has experienced, and Gen X too, obviously, the world flipped on its head so quickly. I'm a little bit of a nerd, obviously, and I have this book called Generations. I'll probably talk about it later on. But what it does is it, it, it's, it's called Generations, the history of America's future from 1584 to 2069. And it's written by William Strauss and Neil Howe. And it's very, very interesting the way they break down. Basically, it goes like this. Every five generations, the generations repeat themselves. So it, it it's kind of an answer to why children usually really get along with their grandparents and they don't connect as much with their parents. 
And I mean, a, a lot, a lot of the things that he says in the book that they say in the book, they don't really compute because I think this was written probably in the nineties, late eighties. There's a lot they miss with the millennials. They didn't know everything and they were still kind of squeamish about Gen X. But what I'm saying is this, if you were born in 1900 and you had a kid in 1920, their life isn't going to look that not, it's going to be different. There's obviously cars, there's different things like that, but the way you make money hasn't changed very much. When you go from 1920 to 1940, it's changed a bit more. But from 1940 to 1960, it's like there's subtle changes. There's there's a bit, they're adding more technology. For Gen X and for millennials, things have become obsolete. The things that we knew as children no longer exist. It's not even that they don't exist. It's that they were wiped out within three or four years versus gradually over time. Think about it 10 years ago. You could get things delivered to your house, no problem. Now, even our like UPS system and Pol- and FedEx, they, they depend on Google. And I'm not down in Google, but it's like the way we operate, the way we function in our day-to-day time has changed so quickly. Other generations had several, several years to go to get accustomed to it. And it's like now you can't even buy a phone without needing to upgrade it the very next year. It's I can't remember where I heard this, but it's a lot of the things you learn in school become obsolete within like five years. It's crazy. So having that sort of, I I wonder how we will differ. I wonder how we'll be as senior citizens. According to the book, I mean, we are the new silent generation, which seems kind of funny, but who knows? Time will tell. It's coming from that point of view where I get to look back at things and think this is what life looked like when I was born. This is what it looks like now. And it's, I can go every 10 years, it looks totally different. Every five years for maybe the last 20 years, it looks totally different. So there's something strangely grounding about watching these soap operas and reading magazines and just kind of getting a feel for the the decade that catapulted us into the, the lifestyle that we live today, which is the 80s. It's fun to watch a scripted program and it just makes me think like now, back in the day, you'd have to travel out to Hollywood to make it. People can make their own, you know, you can do this. What they do on Dynasty, I've seen people do on YouTube and it blows my mind. But I have to think, if you are a baby when all this is happening, it's so normal. I've seen, think about this, think about this. Have you ever seen a two-year-old with like holding their parents' phone? They understand how to swipe. They understand how to go to the app store. It's so weird. Two, three, four-year-olds know how to fully operate a phone like an adult would. It's crazy. But it's like, I think to myself, man, what is that generation going to come up with? It's, it's, It's strange, but it's exciting because at the end of the day, every generation experiences their own thing. Like, we all have something we need to overcome, but it, I think very few people think about how they got here. And to me, watching these shows, the way they're framed, the the conversations that are being had, it's just, it's, it's so cool. It's really cool to see. I enjoy history. And so what if it's scripted television? There's a lot of truth in it that I draw from. 
enough about that. Let's talk about what it feels like to start a podcast. I think the first time I listened to a podcast was about 2013 or 14, and I instantly fell in love with it because I love documentaries. And I sort of, I just like to hear people talk. It's soothing to me. It's relaxing to me. I find that I can put on an audiobook and just be in hog heaven, which I totally inherited from my dad's mom. Now that I think about it, I started thinking about starting one circa 2016. But I think at the time, most of the podcasts I was listening to were people I knew, like famous people. And I didn't know that the lay person could start one until I really started going through the charts and looking at what was there. I want to encourage you to start a podcast right now. Besides just being a fun hobby, the things you start to learn about yourself, the discipline that it takes and the the structure that you need in order to be consistent is something I think each and every human could learn. It's something that is valuable and it'll pay off in the long run. However you see fit, everyone sees success differently. But for me, being able to even plug in the microphone and decide that I'm going to do this was fun. I mean, there's other episodes, there's other podcasts out there that talk about this show, which I only listen to once I've watched the episode. But it's so much fun to connect with people over something that you love. It's a unique human experience, and I hope you get the opportunity to do so. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to learn, and people are always, you never know. I mean, they're always looking for something. You never know whose day you're going to brighten just by being yourself, speaking your truth, entertaining people, or giving them sound advice. It is what it is. I see a lot of people selling courses. That seems to be a big thing today, and I'm not knocking them, but you can read and study and calculate all you want. It doesn't matter if you never start recording. So just step out, step out on faith and do what you need to do. A long time ago, well, not a long time ago, I would say around 2014, 2013, I was really, really struggling in my personal life. Nothing was going the way I thought it would. I told, I found myself in a position I never thought I would be in. I'll go ahead and say it. I was really depressed. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it, but I had faith. I knew that eventually it would change. But it changed the way I approached any task in my life where before I might have been overly critical of myself, like, oh my gosh, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do that. You don't know how to do that. And that creates a stigma, an unnecessary stigma. It's one thing if someone else says that about you, it's another if you say that about yourself. You don't have time for that. Trust me. Tell Trust me. If you don't hear anything else, listen to Auntie Jet when I tell you, you don't have time to be uber critical of yourself. You are going to make mistakes. That is part of the human mis- experience. But since when does a mistake mean you stop? You don't do that. So, you know, I'm struggling. My life is not looking like I want it to. And I just take a step back and I'm like, you know what? I don't know everything. I don't, but I can learn. And I started approaching every task like that. I was walking into buildings like, I don't know how this works. Tell me. Can you show me? 
And then I would learn it. And it was just like, there was such a freedom in releasing that stigma of all the whole world knows, you don't know, that's like a teenage thing. I'm sorry, y'all. If you are still thinking that when you're 25 and over, get over yourself. Ain't nobody thinking about you that deeply. Do what you need to do. If you feel like you have something to say, my advice is just start it. Get yourself, you can buy a used microphone. I'm using a USB microphone. I don't have a studio. I'm not going to spend $40,000 for all that, but just get started, get in it. Because a lot of times you don't know if you want to do something until you're already in it. Here's a hot take. A lot of people tell you, you know, you tell your kids, you stick with it to the end, you stick with it. Yes. But if you know it's not for you, it's okay to step away and do the thing you love. I don't care what anybody says. Why would you answer me this? Why would you clock eight hours doing something you hate voluntarily? You're not getting paid. You're not doing anything. It it doesn't benefit your life in any way. You know you hate this, but you're going to do it. I'm not talking about exercise and things that are good for your heart. I'm talking about why do we commit to projects that have no bearing in our lives? It's okay to say no. It's okay to say I've changed my mind, but try it first. Pick up a mic, start recording. Do you, I guarantee you, there's something you know about that other people don't know about they would love to hear. Well, I love infomercials. I've watched more infomercials in my life than I'd care to admit. And it's like, I know I don't need, I don't need a copper pan to slide eggs over. But I'll watch it because I'm like, wow, how many more ways can you explain this one thing? If you've ever spent 30 minutes watching an infomercial, trust me, you can talk to someone out there who may want or need to hear what you have to say. So 50 episodes in and, you know, the first few episodes, of course, no one was listening. And I'll I'll be honest, I don't have a huge listening audience now, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what next month holds? Who knows what three months from now holds? The fact of the matter is that I decided to do this and I don't plan on stopping. Especially because, like I said, there's something very grounding about this. I would really encourage people to kind of immerse yourself in the decade you were born in because there's a very good chance that you don't remember a lot about it. And once you start to kind of peek into, once you start to peek behind that veil and see how the world was, you get to see why your parents were shaped the way they were, or maybe you'll get to learn, you know, more about their past and you'll see the the events and tones and attitudes as a society that may have cultivated you and the world we live in today. It's a fun experiment, and I would highly, highly recommend that each one of you try it. So I'm not going to get on here for too much longer. We are going to continue with Dynasty next week because I really want to catch up. We're only on episode six, and I'm already on like 14 and 15 with Dallas and Falcon Crest. Again, y'all, Falcon Crest, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think it would be that good. I really, really didn't. But season two, everybody put their head in the game and they decided what's what. And Angela is the best part of it. She is old, rich, and ready to roll. She ain't got time to play. Thank you for joining me on this very special episode. I hope that you found it useful. Join me next week. We will do uh, Yellow Rose. And then I'm going to just double up on Dynasty. Y'all, I don't know how that's going to go. That's another thing. Have a plan, 
keep it loose. I am not someone who is just like, I'm not super rigid with schedules so long as there's something. I mean, I'd like to have this podcast out when I like to have it out, but don't beat yourself up. Do what you can. And just as long as you're improving week by week, who cares? I love you. Thank you for 51 or two episodes, or 52 wonderful episodes. I'm fully convinced we're going to get to a thousand and I look forward to going on this journey with each and every one of you. Thanks again. Stay hydrated, get in the shade, wear light clothing, wear your sunscreen, drink your water, drink with, with ice if you feel like it. And remember to keep all of your drama on TV.